Hello and welcome to The Root Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson Quito. Today we're looking at how one company is doing its part to address the ongoing demand for staffing in the logistics sector. My guest is Stephen Hussein, Vice President of Workforce Programs and Community Relations at Prologis. He's here to discuss how the REIT has been addressing the issue of workforce training. Stephen, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be with you. So let's start by looking at what originally prompted Prologis to focus on workforce training and development back in 2018 and how the demand has really evolved since then. Yeah, absolutely. So the Community Workforce Initiative, which is is our workforce training and development program, was really born out of, of customer conversations. Engaging and, and understanding their needs is, is absolutely fundamental to our business, and, and we take it very, very seriously. And around that time, 2018, we were hearing from the leadership teams from many of our largest customers that labor and talent was really their number one pain point. And so we took a step back and asked ourselves, what could Prologis do to help? At the same time, we were working really hard to understand the needs of the communities that we live and work in and and what our partners in these communities were looking for as well. And it was clear that our community partners were trying to find on-ramps to opportunities for their residents to the good jobs. And so we felt there there was a real opportunity there. So with that, we started the Community Workforce Initiative to try and bridge the gap between communities and employers and create the on-ramp to the jobs in the logistics industry that we knew were there and that we knew were going to be good paying wages. And so since that time, you know, the labor uh, environment has changed uh, quite dramatically. Uh, Labor is obviously still the number one pain point for our customers and and it has been exasperated by the pandemic. You know, you really can't go a day without reading a headline about the labor shortages and, and what the industry is facing. It's incredibly competitive and incredibly challenging to recruit right now. And and worker concerns around COVID-19 persist and safety is top of mind. And at the same time, worker expectations around ongoing education, training, and career paths are are also rising. Uh, so, So there's a lot that customers and employers are having to do to adjust to this this new reality. Great. And can you talk about the company's broader goals in terms of the number of individuals that you're looking to train and what sort of time frame that you hope to achieve that in? As always, Prologis is ambitious, uh, and, and we wanted to be ambitious when we set our goals for the Community Workforce Initiative. So we set a target to train and upskill 25,000 individuals by 2025, and we believe that this was a goal that was going to push our partners and push ourselves to innovate and find new solutions and, and new ways to scale, uh, because the old way of doing workforce education and training um, just doesn't allow for scale. Uh, And and ultimately, we knew and understood the size of our customers required scaled solutions. And so 25,000 individuals by 2025 is our goal. Right. And you mentioned scale. Can you talk a bit about what sets the Prologis training platform apart and how it's adapted to the challenges of the pandemic? Yeah, so even in 2018, we we started with an approach that we wanted to use the latest technology and the latest approaches to learning and education, really steeped in research and understanding what works for for learners. And so from the start, um, we felt it was important that we use online training to scale. That was going to be an important piece of, of our strategy. But moreover, we wanted to make sure it was mobile friendly so that somebody could learn on any device anywhere. And that came from actual interviews with workers at the front lines to understand how do they learn? How do they take training today? And what was going to be the most effective way to deliver training to them. And so a mobile-friendly approach uh, was going to be critical. 
Second, the, the training was really designed with industry input. So we went out, we met with our customers, we learned what they were needing from, from workers, uh, what were the critical skills that needed to be taught. And we also met with their, their employees. So we were allowed to meet with their frontline employees. And so it's combining the skills and knowledge that our customers were looking for, but in a way that also resonates with the actual worker. And, and that's a really unique approach to uh, design of, of learning platforms. And then the third thing that I think is really unique in, in how we've adapted is, is that we are creating a network of partnerships to scale the training. So our training is completely free and we're, we're offering that up to anybody, but we're developing these networks across the country and now across the globe uh, to really drive adoption and access to this training. So can you talk a bit about how your training programs have been received in the community and the ways in which you're promoting the programs so that enough potential employees hear about them? You know, it's really been an incredible journey and a, and a wonderful opportunity to engage our communities in a different way. We're having conversations with community partners, whether that's a city, a community college, uh, a county, in ways that we've never really had them before. And we're building relationships that we've never had before. And, and that's really um, just been incredible. Communities across the country have been incredibly receptive and excited because they recognize the opportunity here. They see the headlines about the growth within industry and they know that there are good jobs there, but they also don't know how to get their residents connected to those jobs. And they don't really understand the industry super well. So Prolog is taking a leadership role in, in helping connect those dots has, has been received great. But you know, the, the other interesting part here is that they've provided wonderful feedback on how we can really succeed and how we can build stronger public-private partnerships for the sector in other ways. So how do we address other needs that are going to help the industry grow? And that's, again, really been a phenomenal opportunity. The, the way that we've been promoting the programs is two ways. So first, we have a network of nonprofit partners across the country uh, that we work with. And those nonprofit partners already serve individuals who are looking for employment. So they might be folks who are receiving unemployment benefits and, and they're looking for a job now. They might be folks um, who they've just engaged uh, through other job fairs or other pieces. And that's one way that we engage. The second thing, and this is really unique to, to our program, is we launched a, a digital advertising campaign and, and a really pretty sophisticated marketing campaign to get people connected to the programs. Nonprofits don't typically have the resources or, or capabilities in-house to do those things, but Prolog just does. And so we leveraged our skills as, as a firm to really be able to promote people. And that's been very, very effective in getting people engaged. Finally, labor shortages are not confined to the U.S. Are there any plans to adopt similar training platforms in overseas markets? Yeah, so just this year, we actually launched in the United Kingdom, which was was incredible, and, and we're very happy with how that's going, and we think there's there's even more opportunity there. And we're really in the final stages now of, of getting a program prepared to launch in Mexico. And we're always evaluating other markets uh, for opportunities, who has need, where is there a place that really Prologis can provide unique value add. So I, I think you'll continue to see the growth of the Community Workforce Initiative across the globe. Great. Stephen, thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful, uh, wonderful day. And to our listeners, if you like today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.